My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. An Elio's original... And welcome to Web Crawlers, the podcast where we do a deep dive into some of our favorite unsolved mysteries. Each week, we will introduce our topic, lay out our research and findings, reveal some conspiracy theories, and conclude with our own hypothesis. Who knows? We might even solve a case. I'm Allie Screamel. I'm Helissa Skelton. Okay, I didn't know we had come prepared with these. Well, I have one for you. Okay. You have, but I don't want to say, I don't want to tell her. Make up your own. Yeah, make up your own. My name is producer, producer Maria Blascari. Oh, close. Okay, yeah, that's, yeah, I like it. That works, It was, it was, it was (laughs) Blascolchi. That's pretty good, Blascolchi. That's pretty good. I think that's how it's spelled in Allie's phone anyway. (laughs) <laughs> Bascucci. yes Bascucci. web crawlers has a patreon to get access to rewards bonus episodes shout outs merch discounts etc please go to patreon.com slash web crawlers you can donate as little as two dollars a month to become one of our bimbo patrons and um thinking of maybe reading some more haunted oh, erotica no. maybe like making it a regular thing who knows uh, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And also, Erios has a hotline. Give us a call and we will play your messages on our mini episodes. Melissa, who are our patrons? 
Well, actually, there's a new thing on Patreon where you can donate for the year. Yeah. So get that like all out of the way, like a down payment. Yeah, a down payment. Yeah. So it charges you like whatever you're going to pay every month, you can pay for a full year. So you guys can do that. Some people have already done it. Dope. Wow. Well, that's great. Yeah. So some new patrons we have are Tiffany S, Tasman I, Amelia B, Roy T, Helen W, Kate M, Eric A, Kara Kevin S, Hannah D, Sheridan H, Serena M, Amy M, and Sarah S. That is a lot of you, and they're going to get to come to our Halloween party. <gasps> yes. Also, good to mention, we're going to have a um, a web crawlers Halloween party costume party for our patrons. So, what day is that? We have it Friday, October thirtieth, Halloween costume party live. Is it? Yeah. Is there some sort of prize for best costume? Oh yes. I'm wondering if maybe a there's foot, a foot pick, a foot pick in order, <laughs> <laughs> or one of Allie's drawings. Mm-hmm. Or I, I, you know, I have all my hand-painted leather to give away, and right. I've just been waiting because I don't want to go to the post office during corona, but that's, like, another thing, maybe. Um, I have a jacket that says Hail Satan, like a leather jacket that could be cool. Yeah. It'll we'll think of something. Prize. Well, you'll get something exciting from us, a, a, autogra- a f- autographed picture of the three of us. <laughs> Just you us photoshopped in together because I don't think we actually yeah. have a photo of three of us. <laughs> yeah, you'll get something exciting. Um, <laughs> Melissa, and this is another spooky episode for Spooktober um, coming straight at you. Uh, Melissa, what is our episode for today? Well, today we're talking about the Smurl family haunting. Ooh. Yeah. So from 1974 to 1987, the Smurl family claimed that they were tortured by ghosts and demons in their West Pitson, Pennsylvania duplex. Yikes. Loud banging and scratching in the walls would keep them up at night. Their dog was even being attacked. Oh, hell no. Journalists, demonologists, and even the Roman Catholic Church all got involved. And it caught the attention of the media, which resulted in several published articles, a TV movie, and even paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren agreed to consult on the case. Mm-hmm. Some believe this was the product of untreated health issues, and others believe it was a hoax for fame. Or was it a haunting? Let's leave that Or, open. Was, it or was it a real haunting? What was really going on in the Smurl House? Let's, Let's get, get into, into it. Okay, so Janet and Jack Smurl's house in Wilkes Bar was damaged by a flood, so they moved into a duplex in West Pittson, Pennsylvania, along with their two young daughters, Heather and Dawn, and Jack's parents, John and Mary. They were a very close family. Jack and Janet were both raised as strict Catholics. So the duplex they moved into was built in 1896, Mm. and it was a fixer-upper, so it needed a lot of repairs. And they decided to work on it themselves. And a year and a half after they moved in, some weird shit started going down. And at first, it was just small things. Like tools went missing, then reappeared. Toilets would flush by themselves. 
That happens, I feel like. That happens all the time. And then wall stains reappeared through fresh coats of paint. Horrible odors suddenly appeared in the house. And Jack would clean up a stain on a rug only for it to reappear the next day. Water pipes would break. Water? Water pipes would break. (laughs) Maybe I'm haunted. Uh, And maybe it was just like, you know, old house sounds are settling, you know? Yeah, like none of that sounds totally... If that stuff was happening, I would just be like, okay, this is like old house renovation Yeah, it's a money pit. You got Tom Hanks and what's-her-face? Shelley Long. Shelley Long, yeah. And so the family didn't move out, though. And Jack got promoted at his job, and Janet became pregnant with twins. No, thank you. But then they started (laughs) struggling to pay their bills, and Mary, Jack's mother, suffered a heart attack. By the way, Jack was a retired, like... Navy SEAL or something like that or was but also his job was working somehow in psychiatry he was like a tech for like a psychiatric hospital yeah or something weird so when I read that I was like that's just an interesting point I don't know it was just like an interest it it struck me as like okay if he wanted to do a hoax about some sort of spooky thing like and he knew tech and he knew worked in some sort of like mental institution or in psychiatry or something like it just seemed like a good background for doing some sort Uh of paranormal hoax okay anyways then the eerie stuff started to get worse kitchen appliances started catching on fire even though they were unplugged their tv caught on fire radios would turn on and when you went to turn it off it wouldn't even be plugged in The bathroom sink and tub had scratches all over them like an animal was in there. Dawn saw people floating around the house. Mary and Janet (laughs) claimed to have heard voices. Janet was doing laundry in the basement one day and heard a really soft voice calling her name. Oh, my God. I hate it. She asked what the voice wanted and it started to giggle. (laughs) (laughs) Mary thought she heard Janet and Jack arguing. Creepy black orbs floated through the home. Janet said she was visited at night by a supernatural force that molested her in her sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Jack said he was raped by a scaly succubus posing as an old woman with a young body. (laughs) He said her eyes were red and her gums were green. Um, Ed Warren, when he came later, said he was choked and suffered flu-like symptoms and an incubus sexually assaulted Janet. Like, they were, like, fucking. They weren't only haunting. Like, these ghosts were They were, were haunted fucking. and they were fucking. They were haunting and fucking. Janet, blah, blah, blah. I said that already. During the attack, she heard loud pig-like grunts coming from inside Ew. the walls. Um, a light fixture fell from the ceiling, hitting one of her daughters on impact. The family dog was thrown against a wall. Oh, hell no. No, yeah. Janet said she was picked up by an invisible presence that dangled her. That would just make me feel skinny. By an invisible <laughs> presence that dangled her six feet oh, in the you air. Oh, you can pick and me up? Tossed her oh, across the room. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, sick. And he's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> my worst nightmare. <laughs> Just put me back down. She also said a human hand came up from the mattress and grabbed her while she slept. One of their daughters was pushed down a flight of stairs. One night when Jack was watching a basketball game on TV, he said a succubus that had a young girl's body and an old woman head. Yeah, we just said that covered in scales raped him. Um, when the succubus was finished, it left Jack in a sticky substance. Ew. <laughs> 
That is goo. <laughs> it's like Slimer. Even Ew. neighbors reported hearing screams from the house while the family was out, and sometimes they would hear giant bird wings flapping. Like the Mothman. Yeah. Sorry. Fuck? Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> it's too much. Some would say this is too much. <laughs> then it's like yeah, you're allowed a couple of these things, but then like, why wasn't this like international news? I think it was big news because this was uh, a few years after the Amityville. Right. It was like mid seventies. Big, big time for haunted houses. Yeah, big time. So multiple priests from the Roman Catholic Church in Scranton showed up to bless their home, but had no clue as to what might be causing the activity. They reportedly encountered no harmful activity while on the property, and a priest actually moved into the house for two nights, hoping to witness the demonic forces firsthand, but nothing happened. Mm. Um, And this is from hauntinglypa.com. It's a weird note. The Smurls reported that a psychic told them that their house, like the one in Amityville, was the scene of a brutal murder. And indeed, hauntingly, Pennsylvania did discover a shocking killing in West Pittston, but it occurred decades before and blocks away from the Smurl house. And one coincidence between Amityville in this case is quite surprising. However, the name of this West Pittston murderer who bludgeoned his wife to death with a hatchet was Lutz. The same surname as the family in the Amityville case. So that's like kind of a weird coincidence. Yeah, the Amityville killer was named Lutz. And then the killer in West Pittson, who who killed near here, was also named Lutz. It's just like kind of weird. I don't know. Interesting. Doesn't prove anything. It was weird. (laughs) It's it's weird. I I don't know. It's kind of weird, I guess. Mm -hmm. So anyway, the family went on a vacation to the Poconos to get away from everything. But one night, Jack saw a young woman near their campfire. She had blonde hair, was wearing colonial-era clothing, and just stood and stared at him. And disappeared. It was Maria loving her. I know. I was going to say, is that Maria? I know. Cottage (laughs) core. Maria and cottage (laughs) core. At one of my conventions. Um, (laughs) But that would actually be a good business to, like, a Poconos, like, camping sites. Like, we will haunt your site for... You know, oh. you know, a couple hundred dollars like will scare your your party, basically. Oh, that's a good idea, right? Hell B and B. I've been hell B and B. Well, th- yeah, but yes. I'm talking about this is like we have an office, like you know, somewhere outside of these camping sites, and it's like you go and you're like, okay, we're gonna have a party of ten. We're gonna be camping for four days. Oh, like spook them out. You tell us, do you want colonial garb? Do you want like revolutionary? That's actually a good war point. garb. That's a good idea. Maybe that's the same thing. Or do you want like... Or like dress up as a bear and run exactly. through the camp. Or do you Ooh, want like yeah. a mythical creature? Do you want like Mothman? And so you can pick and then you can scare your you can scare your party. And it's confidential. So even if we do it, you're never allowed to tell you sign NDAs. You're never allowed to say that you paid for it. But what happens though if you're dressed up like Mothman or something... And the the cat the the camper seat Hammersmith ghost. You're- uh, no, yeah, yeah. What if you get Hammersmith ghost <laughs> ghosted? What if you get shot or something? Yeah, what if you get killed? Well, that's part of it. That's the risk you take for a fun for a fun weekend. <laughs> Well, what were you going to say, Allie? You were going to say, what if... That is exactly what I was going to say. What if you get Hammersmith ghosted? Well, you have to maybe sign like that. You can't have any weapons. Yeah. And if there's any hotheads in your group that that you you have to sign a waiver that says there are no hotheads in your group. Okay. Yeah. 
but I think this is a good idea. Maybe you wear bulletproof vest. Maybe that's not. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but you're just far yeah, enough hard. away, I think. You know, if you're the colonial ghost, you're just kind of like in the distance and then you get out of there. It's not like you come sit down. Right. Oh, so we're not, we're, it's not like in, um, in, in like when you go to, um, like the Halloween haunts or whatever no, 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 no. and you're like running after it's with just a like chainsaw you, they and like see grabbing you ankles. In the forest. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yes. Okay. So they can be like, you're like Did a you guys specter. see that? Yeah. Yes. I think that's a great idea. And honestly, I'm going to leave this podcast right now. I'm going to sign off. And I've got <laughs> a couple things to, uh, I got a couple websites to see. You got some calls to make. Yeah. <laughs> to make. Creepy camp creepycamping.com. Yeah. That's creepy what it camping. should be called. Creepy camping. Okay, continue, sorry. So not knowing what to do, the Smurls contacted Ed and Lorraine Warren. Dun, dun, dun. We did an episode on Ed and Lorraine Warren. Um, but for those who don't know them, here's a little background on them. So Ed and Lorraine Warren were paranormal investigators and authors associated with prominent cases of hauntings. Ed was a self-taught and self-professed demonologist, and Lorraine was a clairvoyant, and they investigated over 10,000 cases of the supernatural, and they were among the first investigators at the famous Amityville haunting. Ooh. And their case files are the basis for all the Conjuring movies, too, and they claim to have scientific evidence that proves the existence of ghosts. But did they really... And additionally, they were also responsible for propagating a lot of the satanic panic of the 1980s. Yeah. And Ed had an underage girlfriend who lived in the house with him and Lorraine, who allegedly he also got pregnant. Uh, they're both dead now, and their kids run their paranormal museum. Anyway, back to the episode. <laughs> also, they they are the ones who had uh, the Annabelle doll, too. And like right. all that shit. And like from like the Conjuring movies, and I think they might have been in the Insidious movies, but also maybe not. But like Annabelle and all that oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, after inspecting the house, Ed Warren said a demon inhabited the home and was very powerful. It shook mirrors and furniture after they tried to persuade it to leave by playing religious music and praying. <laughs> I would leave a house after religious <laughs> yeah. music, Christian was rock, <laughs> oh, no some way. creed. Um, yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> Ed claimed he felt a drop in temperature and saw a dark mass form in the home, and the demon once left a message on a mirror telling him, you're beautiful. No, I'm just kidding. That's telling sweet. I was about to say, that's really sweet. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're, Have a good day. You're, you're enough. You don't you're need enough. that. You don't yeah, need all that makeup. <laughs> Ed alleged that he had a number of audio tapes containing knocking and rapping because caused by the demon he said their house was a passageway that connected the living to the dead come on <laughs> lorraine said they shared their home with four spirits a harmless elderly woman a young and possibly violent girl a man who suffered and died in the home and a demon that used the other three spirits to destroy the smurl family Wow. Sounds like an amazing reality show, you said. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, the media came. Group prayer sessions and exorcisms were conducted, yet the attacks continued. So the Smurls took their story public in hopes that someone might know how to help. But the press latched on and refused to leave. Reporters camped out in front of their house 24 hours a day. People would drive by hoping to catch a glimpse of something from another dimension. The Smurl family found themselves at the center of a media circus. A coven of witches showed up asking to conduct a seance in the house. 
And we're going to be doing a seance too, I think on the 25th. Kids would walk by with boom boxes blasting the Ghostbusters theme. <laughs> that's that's kind of tight. Kids are that's fun. a cool one. Yeah, that's that's sick. Um, in 1986, the Smurls told the press they were tired of the constant media bombardment. However, within a few months, they had authored, along with Ed and Lorraine and Granted newspaper writer Robert Curran, a paperback book version of their story called The Haunted. Uh-huh. The book was highly criticized. One review says Robert Curran forsakes the principles of his trade to give readers a one-sided account of what did or didn't occur over several years in this world's home. Uh, it's always like, and I wrote this a little bit under, but I'll say it now. Like, it's always funny when someone says they don't want attention and like yeah. they're just doing this and then they like write, they're authoring a book and like writing a movie yeah. and like getting yeah, money like, for no, this haunting. We don't want all this attention. And yeah. Have a movie um, come out. <laughs> yeah. Reviewer Mary Beth German wrote that the book was poorly written, adding that it is hard to conceive of a supposedly sophisticated objective. And as far as I know, at least until now, credible reporter like Curran taking their story seriously, given the complete lack of any empirical or physical evidence to support it. They just want to make money. Yeah. So in 1987, the family packed up and they left their duplex. They claimed that supernatural phenomena followed them to their new home. Also, their mom lived on the other side. The grandma yeah. lived on one side of the duplex and they lived on the other side. Yeah. Was the grandma's side haunted or just their side? That's a good question. I don't know. Maybe it was the grandma. I think it was grandma. just their side. Maybe it was the grandma just being like, why can't I live here too? Like in every <laughs> just time. Like beating, yeah, on yeah beating on the walls and setting stuff on fire. <gasps> and she was the one who raped the dad. Yeah, of course. Oh my God, this is getting sick. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is scary. It was just her in a mask. Like a young woman yeah. mask. <laughs> Ew. Horny for loving. No. Sexual loving. 
Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. What's that, Allie? That's uh, turmeric latte with yeah, ice? Yeah, it's my turmeric latte. I have like sore throat, but I don't think it's COVID because I haven't seen anyone. I just think I don't know what's going on. It might be the air. There's like the you can still smell the smoke in the air. Or it's that weird oxygen tank you made me get. <laughs> Oh my god, I love my oxygen. <laughs> Maria, I want to get one. Get this doesn't make any sense in compared in like the flow of the podcast episode. But Maria is obsessed with this weird. <laughs> it looks like something you would do whippets out of. It's like a whipped cream canister, but it's <laughs> yeah. filled with oxygen, and you're supposed to just huff oxygen out of it. And so I got it, and it it just smells. It's like rosemary scented, but it doesn't do yes, anything. Does. You're but just not Maria allowing Maria swears it to. by it. You're just not allowing it to. <laughs> It says um, recharge and recover, or it 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 better's your aerobic performance. Aerobic performance, yeah. This is the eighties. <laughs> it says it's a it's a it's a nootropic brain booster. See now you have the better one. So you have the think tank. Is that what that's called? Yeah, yeah. But it's only ninety five percent oxygen. What other five percent is air? <laughs> What's the difference between air and oxygen? <laughs> it's just the other five percent is just um it's ambient air that's what this one says it says 95 percent breathing oxygen five percent ambient air oh yes ambient air and that stuff was on shark tank i think and did they buy into it i think yeah i think it was i like breathing it in through my nose and pretending like i have an oxygen tank that's so dark. In a week, you're just going to have oxygen, oxygen tanks are probably like. Well, oh. why wouldn't I like walk around with an oxygen tank on my back and like those two little pronged things you put in your nose and then just an IV on my arm? Yeah, I bet I'd feel great. Nice. <laughs> you kidding? You would feel great. I used to get regular IV injections. I love them. Really? Yeah. Remember, I would go to that place oh, in West Hollywood yeah. and I would get like the IV drip, the hydration drips. I'd like feel great yeah. after. Really? Uh I need that. Yeah. See, you're. I'm gonna be. Yeah, I would love just like, like um, tubes coming out of me. <laughs> you want to be like um, like a precog or like one of those yeah. people in the Matrix when you're in the jelly machine and you're just <laughs> yeah. all hooked up. I've never seen the Matrix, but I can. I, I I get it. I don't need to see it. People talk about it enough. Look, I've never seen the matrix like i haven't sat down and watched it but like there you go i know oh, i, I know all the references. overcoats I get, I get it blue pill red pill sunglasses wires and that slow-mo yeah slow-mo scene with the bullet coming um i get it code okay those egg things sure. with the bodies in them with the t- yeah egg things are there egg things i'm not gonna tell you she's <laughs> thinking minority report are there egg things 
No, there's also they also when they get reborn into the matrix, they oh my they, god, well don't spoil it, Allie. They're, they're in all that. Yeah, you're gonna see it soon. You're gonna see it soon. Yeah, good point. Good point. <laughs> okay, continue. Twenty. Okay. Uh, they moved. Yada yada. Okay, so they moved, and they claim that the supernatural phenomena followed them to their new home until an exorcism in 1989 cleared their house of its activity. Oh, finally. And since then, experts, priests, television producers, and journalists have all scrutinized the Smurl story. And the subsequent owner of the Chase Street duplex, Deborah Owen, said nothing unusual has ever happened in her home. Hmm. So the person who lives there now is like, I don't know what these guys are talking about. So in 1991, the TV movie The Haunted came out. And you can't find this movie anywhere except for a horribly uploaded copy on YouTube at least in America. And so, yeah, like I tried to find it. You can't, I can't find you it can. anywhere. Yeah. And I couldn't, I couldn't get through the YouTube version. It's like so bad. Yeah. It's like someone recorded it on their iPhone. It's kind on, of like what, what's that move? It's that Netflix show that came out that I didn't, um, I, I got all the way to the last episode and then I, I just never finished it. What was it? It was, um, you know, with, uh, Timothy. Oliphant. No, the other Timothy, uh, <laughs> The one Chalamet? That, no, the one that was in Ordinary People. What's his name? Tim- Robbins. No. <laughs> Timothy <laughs> Robbins. <Taylor. laughs> no. Tiny Tim? No, the one with the family in the home. <laughs> the Haunting of Hill House. Oh, when he cut off his arm? What did you say, Allie? Nothing. What did you say? Cut off his arm? <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, which one's that? I was actually thinking of the HBO show with Mark, Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. No, I'm I know this much is true. The haunting, the Hill House, the haunt, ha- haunting of Hill oh, House. Haunting of Hill House. It's kind of this is reminiscent of it, where like the one guy writes the book, and like the rest of the family yes. is like, oh, all this stuff happened uh, yeah. in our house. There's a new, a new. Oh, series the haunting of from Bly. It's house? so yeah, and I cannot, I couldn't get through the first episode. It was so boring. Oh really? Oh yeah, man. it was so boring. But I don't know. Other people like it, I guess. I don't know. That's a bummer. Well, yeah. You win some, you lose some. I'll just take some of my action. I have the truth. (laughs) Uh, So was this all a hoax? Uh, Professor Paul Kurtz of the State University of New York at Buffalo and then chairman of the Committee for the Scientific Investigation of Claims of the Paranormal, which is the craziest name. What's that? What's the acronym for that? C S I C O P O P Psychop 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 I like it cool. Uh, so he sent two teams to the house to investigate, and when they got there, the Warrens wouldn't let them inside the house. But the Smurls decided to let one of the teams inside. They didn't find a single thing, and they asked Ed Warren for his tapes and the recordings he claimed to have made of the demons. But Ed couldn't remember where he put them. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I don't Ed. know. I, I gave them to someone. I don't know where they are. Come on. And so Paul Kurt said the Warrens weren't objective, independent, or impartial investigators and characterized the Smurls' claims as a hoax, a charade, and a ghost story. Ooh, dis. Mm-hmm. You know what I think the Warrens were? I think the Warrens believed... I think they they did like one or two things that may have had some something behind them you know to it Mm -hmm. and then they had to keep it up for their brand and so then they would just do Mm. stuff that just you know then they became liars then they yeah yeah. sometimes you just have to lie for the brand right but i do think you know i don't know i think that 
But maybe I'm just thinking of them from The Conjuring being like, oh, they're good people. They were like, <laughs> you know, like. No, I think that they may be like something at first, like really, really spooky happened where like, yeah. they couldn't explain it. And then they just became the go-to people and they're like, oh, we're making money off yeah. of this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, to keep a television show going, you've got to have creepy things yep. happen every single, every single All the time. time. Yeah. It's true. That's Tinseltown, baby. <laughs> That's fake it till you make um, it. Or fake yeah, it when man. you make it. <laughs> Ooh, wow. Fake it when deep. you make it. <laughs> so Kurtz even proposed to pay for the family. Uh, this is from the website Occult World. Kurtz proposed to pay for the family to spend a week in a hotel with a private security guard while a team of investigators examined the house. Oh, wow. He also offered free psychiatric and psychological examinations, and uh, they still said no to all of that. Um, so that was also like a red flag. Yeah. Um, so the psychop investigators, they cited discrepancy in uh, Dawn Smurl's accounts of her experiences, and they were also critical of the Warrens, and they suggested fr- some natural uh, explanations for what was going on. First, they said some abandoned mine voids in the area that could have been um, settling and creating oh, right. strange noises. They also said that it was probably delusions by Jack that he was raped by a ghost. Yeah. Um, maybe it could have been um some sort of like poisoning from the mines, like carbon monoxide or something that was making oh them carbon monoxide hallucinate or something. Um, a broken sewer pipe causing the foul smells or pranks by teenagers. Um, Kurtz also pointed out that there were no police records or complaints about the haunting. Um, and said, uh, though she had said that she had contacted police, there was no oh. evidence of this. Um, also, the fact that they wanted to work in um, Hollywood and they had contacted Hollywood film companies shortly after the story broke in the press um, was indicative that this was probably some sort of yeah. hoax. Um, then there is some mental health stuff. Kurt said that the family's claims were possibly due to delusions, hallucinations, or brain impairment, and suggested that they get psychiatric and psychological examinations. Jack Smurl told a newspaper reporter that he had surgery to remove water from his brain in 1983 because he had been experiencing short-term memory loss due to a case of meningitis in his youth. Yeah. Allentown psychologist Robert Gordon said that it could have been a case of mass hysteria, um... We learned about that. Something on foo, some right? Um on foo? There's a French word for when a whole folie a do. Yeah, folie a do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um something on foo. Um something on foo. You mean folie a do? Something on foo, folie a do. Something on foo. Allentown psychologist Robert Gordon said that it could have been a case of mass hysteria because people often look at demonology to explain mass uh, many tensions that they experience as individuals and within their families. And it's this kind of thing where Ed and Lorraine Warren were propag- like were creating this like anytime there was some sort of disturbance, they were like, it's probably a demon or a ghost. Yeah. Like this cr- was part of the satanic panic. Um, the neighbors had also been complaining for years about a foul stench coming from the sewer line. So that could explain the odor. There was also intermittent settling of houses in the area due to the mines that could have caused all the shaking. Were these were these experiences legitimate or was it all a fabrication? Well, because the Amityville Horror 
was what, early 70s? And this was right after it. So there's yeah. like, I think they may have think it's a saw copycat. how successful that was. Yeah. And they were like, well, let's, you know, we could probably turn this into a movie. And they did. Yeah, I think I think so, too. I think it's kind of like a copycat case. Yeah. Um, and then Jack Smurl actually died in 2017. He had like diabetes or something, right? Yeah. And his they had four daughters. And I found one of their daughters, Karen Smurl. She's 38. She works as a social worker and a paranormal investigator. Shut the front door. Yeah. So she kind of kept kept it in the family. That keeps things interesting. Define define paranormal investigator though. Like, are we paranormal investigators? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think so. Oh, here she uh, is. No, I think if you I'm on her go Twitter somewhere, and you have like, what's the the EVP thing? To like oh my god, read? oh my god, look, paranormal investigator salaries. <laughs> you can make up to. $50,000. Median annual wage is $49,270. How much does it cost to have a paranormal investigator come to your house? Like, how much do you think people will charge? Well, like I'll tell you right now. Their median hourly wage for a paranormal investigator is $23.69. Nice. <laughs> $23.69. We should, we should go to people's houses. We just need to buy one of those EVP things. Yeah. She posted she, she posted um, on her Twitter, Happy Father's Day in heaven. Dad, your guiding hand will remain on my shoulder forever. I miss you every day you're gone until we meet again. I love you. That's nice. It's like a, it's like a graphic. It's like a picture. This, those aren't words, though. It's like, it's a really weird. I wonder how much money this family actually made from that movie. Because it was like a TV movie, I think. Yeah. I know I, they probably didn't make it. I know you they can't probably make that made five thousand dollars tops. Yeah, um, and so in the end, the Scranton Catholic Diocese did investigate the house as well. Father Trabold was a representative, and for a time, he stated that he worked with the Warrens until he discovered that they were not sincere, they were not purported to be, and were given to sensationalizing and he chuckled when explaining that when he went to one of their lectures they saw him and toned down their act so he wore disguises when he went to their future talks whoa that's, that's whoa <laughs> like okay what? sorry like i'm still on karen's i'm still on karen Smurl's <laughs> twitter so she says paranormal investigator haunted survivor radio co-host educator and caregiver and then I'm looking at who she's following, and I feel like she's so horny. She follows. Who does she follow? These are like all she follows. Mark Ruffalo, Ryan Reynolds, Chris <laughs> Pat, Pratt, Jeremy Renner, Chris Hemwor- Hemsworth, and Chris yeah, Evans. Yeah, she's a Marvel head. Like she's just people. a Marvel head. It's what she's, she literally follows every <laughs> Avenger. That's yeah. what you're telling me. <laughs> like She only she follows, follows Avengers. Avengers. Oh my god! Yeah, she because li- she also follow. I didn't say it, but she also follows Samuel Jackson. Yeah, no, she follows oh, yeah. every single adventure. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> at first, I thought you said she was a marble head, like her head was full of marbles. But now I realize you said she was a marble head. She's a, she's a, she's marble, a marble head. head. The marble, uh, marble comics. <laughs> wow, interesting. Just like a weird, a weird turn she's made. 
Maybe she thinks her of herself as like a savior for humanity that she has to like save the world from demons. So she really like understands. That's the a fun she, Avenger like, character, just like a paranormal investigator. Oh, yeah. <laughs> huh. yeah. Well, that's kind of just like the Ghostbusters, I guess. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's weird that she doesn't follow any of the Ghostbusters. That is weird. Anyways, I digress. <laughs> Anything else to say on this episode? <laughs> so do you guys think you guys think it was a, a hoax? I think it was a hoax for sure. I think it was a hoax too. I think it was, ju- they just saw the Amityville horror and were like, oh, we can do that. I mean, it is yeah. a smart move. Like, I'm just thinking right yeah. now, like, okay, what, you know, what if I were to buy some house in like, you know, Connecticut or something like that that was really old and really run down. And then I just started saying like these weird things were happening and I started getting money from that. And then I was able to, you know, yeah. live a very comfortable lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> we should get Erios, haunt Erios, have Erios be haunted. Well, I'm yeah. pretty sure I, I, the, the, you know, where Erios offices is located, and the fact that it's by the ghost of success, it's subterranean, and um, you know, you do have to fear walking from your car to the front door. I believe that you know, it is a very scary place to work. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's for ghost sure. I saw Karen Smurl tweeted August twentieth, twenty nineteen. Yes, yes, yes. She retweeted an article that says Matrix 4 is officially a go. There we go. Oh, my God. Weird. You see? Yeah. Yeah. She's one of us. <laughs> She's one of us. <laughs> we should. I should follow her and we should have her on the pod. I would love that. <laughs> okay. Anyways. So, yeah, I think that's a hoax. But if you if we've already talked to some people on the live shows who i think have been haunted for realsies sure that that woman who li- grew up in the in the movie theater oh yeah that was a crazy story cool. um if you have had any experiences with haunting please email us call us um let us know because we would love to hear it um and please leave us a review join our patreon so you could come to our halloween party and all that jazz um i am Allie Smurl. <laughs> I am Melissa Smurlton. And I'm producer Maria Blasucci um, um, uh, Warren. Got it. Cool. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. 
To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 